When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. now steps up in the pocket throws right wide open back of the end zone touchdown and a right side throw is going to be intercepted and it's victory for the kansas city chiefs hurts fires complete into the end zone this has been absolutely as one-sided as you can possibly find a game Burrow in the shotgun with chase leaves the pocket wide open over the middle is jamar chase the cincinnati Bengals are headed for the afc championship game Prescott back, deep out to the left, it's intercepted. What a catch by George Kittle. And they got to go 94 yards. And this game is over. And so is the Cowboys' season. We're down to the final four teams as Championship Sunday is set. In the NFC, Brock Purdy and the 49ers take their 12-game win streak into Philly where they'll face off with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And in the AFC, it's a rematch of last season's conference championship game when the Bengals overcame an 18-point deficit to stun the Chiefs. We're right down here, boys. Uh, you're all, like, looking up in the sky. Where, like, where is it? That thing wasn't... That's TV for you. We got tricks. Welcome to NFL Live. We got a wellness check on Swagoo after the Cowboys performance. You're doing good. Yep, he expected it. Saw it coming. We've got Ryan Clark. We got Dan Orlovsky and Mina Kimes. Adam Schefter joining us in moments with the latest on Patrick Mahomes' injury. We begin with 49ers Cowboys. And first quarter is where we're going to pick it up after you see him running through the cheerleaders there. Uh, It's no score. Cowboys facing third and nine. Dak trying to find Michael Gallup intercepted there. Yeah, you could see Dak go hitch, hitch, hitch in the pocket. That's not listening to his feet. Ball's got to be a checked out or takeoff, not forced. All right, so the game's now tied at six. The Cowboys driving, but then he does it again. Just not recognizing the coverage or recognizing the coverage and not attaching all the different parts to it. Ball gets hit, Jimmy Ward in the chest, tipped up to Fred Warner. I mean, don't forget how great the Niners were playing, but either way, not good decisions by Dak. Third quarter tied at nine from the San Francisco 21, and Brock Purdy firing it down the field to George Kittle. Look at this guy, he's gonna rock it. I think, first of all, it's great feel by Kittle to like drift down the field. Look at his eyes, just constantly track the football he and not been, care about it. He should have been it. split in half. Yeah, you, 25 from the Packers, or the, the Steelers might have split yeah, him in half. Split in half. Yeah, uh, Kittle, as you see the face there, said later, he just wanted to make it interesting. So later in the drive, on the first play of the fourth quarter from the Dallas 2, McCaffrey punching it in for the touchdown. That's the go-ahead for San Francisco, taking a 16-9 lead. And then Prescott and the Cowboys need to answer. It's still a seven-point game with under three minutes to play. The, the clock got wonky for the Cowboys. More on that coming down in just a minute. But Dallas forced to punt it away as they can't capitalize. Another chance, though, here with 33 seconds remaining from their own 15. And Dalton Schultz kind of nonchalant there, Dan. Yeah, Ward does a great job of understanding if I push him back, the clock's going to keep running. And then this ball to the sideline. They're trying to get like 12 to 15 yards 
And you can see that nonchalantness again by Schultz, not making sure that the right foot gets down in completion. Yeah, you saw even John Lynch there saying it's not a catch. The call reversed. It's an incomplete pass. So even then, it would have been tough to get a Hail Mary. But yeah, this huh. wasn't it. Uh, that was Ezekiel Elliott taking it, snapping it to Prescott. I don't know what's going on. Either way, here's Dak trying to make sense of the loss. Just disappointed, as I said. I mean, guys that, that played their asses off defense, who gave us an opportunity to win this game, who, who played their, who played hard against a, a really, really good offense, a really good team, and um, for us to only put up the points that we did, that that's unacceptable. And it starts with me, and I, I've got to be better. I mean, that's no, no, no other way to sugarcoat it. Yeah, you can't sugarcoat what happened for Dak. What did you make of his performance, Marcus? Well, you look at the polar opposite across the field from Dak was a coach by the name of Kyle Shanahan. Dak in that system, you could win with Dak Prescott. The Dallas Cowboys cannot win because of Dak Prescott. You can win some games, mm -hmm. but inconsistency is the title that I've tagged to this team the entire year. That's why I didn't pick them to win this game. And the other part is this, too. And I've heard you say it, RC. I've heard you say it, Dan. There are moments when, like these, that are high leverage moments, where, where we really define quarterbacks yeah. Yeah, based true. on these things. That's like, we don't true. define them on, you know, it's, it's like going to the, it's like playing basketball and you go to the free throw line at the end of the game because the team trying to catch up and you got 30 points scored, but you shot free throws the last three minutes, mm. right? <laughs> so th that's what the Cowboys are. And I saw you this morning talk about the number one offense. You, me and you never had a conversation about that because I never bought into it. Right. You saw inconsistency all year long. Yeah. And how the season ended last year? was how the season ended Oof. this year, yeah. inconsistent. And I just say missed opportunities, lack of details, not capitalizing on moments. There's a drive in the game. Everyone focuses on the, the final drive. There's the drive before that that you sit there and say, here's the opportunity. We just got the ball back, first and ten. This is the drop Greenlaw pick. I broke down this stick spacing play against Houston. He sure threw an did. interception. He's got the out route, but he doesn't. So now we go to second down. Kellen Moore dials up a, a great play here. You got a cut, split, really nod post. Single high safety. He's leaning to the bottom of the screen. Dak, throw it now. Gallup's got the win on the route. You held the safety with your eyes. Just launch it down the hash. I know Dak Prescott, in the past, he would throw that ball. This, this throw makes me think I don't want something bad to happen. I'm fearful. Now third down. This is, again, feel, pocket maneuvering. Like, Dak, you got a hook at the bottom of the screen. Mm. Keep your eyes up. In that moment, that's the moment that you sit there and talk about Marcus be like, hey, man, that's the play where you drive that. There's three opportunities there to get something done. And I think this offense that lacked details, the quarterback didn't see the field with conviction. He forced the ball way too much, got stuck on number one, struggled to get from two, three to four down the field. That's what this, this season's going to be defined by when it comes to Dak Prescott. I... Dak certainly deserves his fair share of the blame for this one. But I have to say, watching the Cowboys offense, I was thinking about a concern that we expressed at the beginning of the season, which was whether they had enough talent at the skill positions, mm -hmm. especially after trading away Amari Cooper, who was excellent in sure. Cleveland. They make that trade in part because of the contract for Zeke Elliott, which is one of the worst professional sports. They make a bet on Michael Gallup that turned out to be wrong, quite, wasn't quite the same player coming back from injury. Guys, look at Dak's numbers in this game. Nine yards per attempt targeting CeeDee Lamb, 3.7 targeting everyone else. And, and some of that is on Prescott, to be sure. 
but those players were not winning and it was an inattention to detail as well that stood to me in stark contrast to what you saw from the skilled players on the other side of the field who are winning for Brock Birdie. I mean, we watched the game, and in watching this game, you say to yourself, if we're going to continue to play with Dak Prescott, we have to surround him with better people. And if these are the skilled players we're going to have, we have to get a new quarterback. Mm. And now going forward is... Can Dak Prescott win a championship? I believe he can, right? If we can watch a Jimmy Garoppolo go to a Super Bowl, a Nick Foles go to a Super Bowl, then it's possible to go with quarterbacks who are not considered elite. But can he go there with Mike McCarthy? And if you're Jerry Jones, you're now in a part, in a point of your life that you're thinking about your actual mortality, right? How long will I be on this earth? And and Jerry, this is real life. And Jerry Jones wants nothing more than to see another Dallas Cowboys championship. So he's going to have to make that decision. He's not making a decision. Can Mike McCarthy build for a championship? Can he win one next year with this team? And that's what he has to decide. Real quick, y'all remember we were sitting in the studio and, and I was being facetious, but I wasn't playing. Remember when Howie Roseman was making those moves? Yeah. And y'all saw me leaning back in my chair. And I told, I told y'all, they are Where's not the good move? enough. Right. Yeah. They are not good enough outside of everything going perfectly right in order to win a championship. Here we are. Yeah, and listen, we didn't even get a chance to see them compete for the NFC Championship against Howie Roseman's Eagles because they didn't even make it that far. Now, you brought up something, R.C., about McCarthy. Well, here is what Jerry Jones said about his future earlier today. Take a listen. Jerry, you said before the Tampa Bay game that nothing that happened that night could impact your thoughts on Coach Mike McCarthy. Does a result like this change anything in your mind with him? No. 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 So let's get Adam Schefter in here. Adam, what do you make of Jones' comments there about McCarthy? Laura, he's been unwavering in his support of Mike McCarthy, despite the fact that Ryan Clark would like to see them make a change. He basically backed him and supported him last week before they played and beat Tampa. He did the same thing after they lost to San Francisco yesterday in the divisional playoff. He's focusing on the fact that this team has won 12 games in each of the past two years not in the playoff disappointments. And while Cowboys Nation would like to see a change, Jerry is staying the course. Meanwhile, Tony Pollard suffered a devastating injury yesterday. He needs surgery on a fractured fibula. He's going to be out months here, and he becomes a free agent. Even if Dallas had advanced, Tony Pollard would not have been a part of their postseason run. He's now out, and you hope it doesn't affect his free agent status too much. And the big injury of the weekend, of course, was the high ankle sprain that Patrick Mahomes suffered on Saturday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Andy Reid said today they are preparing as if Patrick Mahomes is going to play. And after seeing him return in the second half on Saturday, the conventional thinking is he'll be out there on Sunday in the AFC Championship against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but he will not be 100% while he's out there, Laura. Yeah, more on that coming throughout the week. I do not okay. want that man fired. Nobody texts Chef D and said that. You, I you, just think that Jerry Jones is going to have to take a look at it based on what we saw at the end of the season. Yeah, no, there's the point of clarification. Uh, Shefty also said Cowboys Nation might want uh, McCarthy to be gone, too. Shefty, so you got to be in the studio when you stay, say stuff like that <laughs> so we can get physical. <laughs>
No, look at the smile. I'm dead. Okay, more from Adam, more from these guys. We're just getting started on NFL Live. The Bengals came away from snowy Buffalo with an emphatic win over the Bills. And after all that concern around that Sensio line, Mina will show you how specifically they were so impressive. Plus, the 49ers continued their 12-game win streak and earned a spot in the NFC Championship. Dan will explain what San Francisco did with their run game to confuse Dallas's defense. It's all about the angles, guys. We got angles galore over here. We'll be right back. So much you made of. Going through a real major. Yeah, so much you made of. We going through a real major. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. So glad you're with us on NFL Live. Let's get to the Bengals against the Buffaloes. It was snowy on this Sunday afternoon. I love a snow game. How do y'all feel? Yeah, I know. It's doing that right now in Connecticut. DeMar Hamlin was in the building. What a special moment to see him before they started this one off. An opening drive for the Bengals. Second and three from the Bills 28. Get loose. Escaping pressure. Get it to Jamar Chase. Wide open for the touchdown. The Bengals taking the early 7-0 lead. Yeah. Uh, Later in the quarter, the Bengals back in the end zone, in the red zone there. Third and seven to the 15. Burrow. Pump fakes, throws it to the wide open Hayden Hurst for the TD. They're up 14 nothing. Use your personnel. They did that so well, and they yes. got a lot of good personnel to use. Early in the second, Bills with the ball at the Bengals 27. Allen gets it to Shakur for the third 23-yard gain, but Bills in the red zone there, so maybe they're gonna make something happen. Third and goal from the one. He keeps okay, it himself. Josh. We thought we'd be seeing a little bit more of that. The Bills trailing though, 14 to 7 in this one. Can they make a comeback? Uh, three minutes left in the third quarter. Bill Bengals with a third and one from the Bills 18. This one I love. Burrow to Joe Mixon. This one I love, baby. Why'd you love it? Close the door is exactly what they did with this run game. And then you get in the end zone. Not only do you hit chunk yardage, you score. They're love up you. 24 to 10, Swagoo. One minute left in the game. The Bills down 27 to 10. Second four 
from the Bengals 37 and Allen picked off right there. That would end up being the all she wrote. It was already kind of over by that point, right? But the Bengals end up beating the Bills 27 Snow to 10. Angel. Here's Tracy Wolfson from CBS with Joe Burrow and some of the motivation leading into this one. Yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. Yeah, we, we just we had our mindset to go play in Kansas City, and, and uh, it, 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 I, it is it is tough because they they have to formulate the plans for coin tosses, and they got to formulate the plans for neutral side games, and we just keep screwing it up for everybody. And I hate that for for people that have to endure all those logistical issues. And then uh, we just keep screwing it up. So I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, Dan, what did you like from the Bengals offense yesterday? That coach becoming a little bit like his quarterback. We all know <laughs> that defenses cannot play man coverage against this Bengals offense. So you got to play zone. Joe knows where the weakness is and how to connect the dots. Third and ten. Now it looks like man coverage across the board. Ford, press man. But you're going to get a little spin pre-snap. What you're going to get is this. That safety, that nickelback is going to spin back to a cover two. This guy's going to become the Mike linebacker run through. You got a cover two squat corner, and then this guy's the hook of a player. Now, everyone, this is the weakness. This little soft spot really in between those four players is where you want the ball to go. Now, Joe Burrow is going to do a great job at the snap of holding his eyes vertically. Why is he doing that? He's just trying to get this guy, who, again, is that hook defender, to just straighten up to protect or to attack that weakness in that coverage. Now, watch this with Joe. Everyone to pay attention how great this is. Joe hits his back foot. There is no hitch. He puts his back foot in the ground, and he's already making that throw now there's that weakness in the defense that I talked about right that ball is going to go to that receiver right there I want everyone to really pay attention to this ball is out of Joe Burrow's hands that football is already halfway on the way does that guy have his head turned around as all no he's just dropping his hips now the second thing is this outside release by that receiver pulls that corner just a little bit so if you're Joe Burrow making that throw what you want to do is just pull this guy and throw it on his left shoulder because you're trying to protect him from that backer that's driving also away from that corner look at the premier ball placement by Joe right there absolutely perfect in the weakness spot weakest spot of that coverage third and ten now I'll go to another one you're saying okay we can't just do traditional rush I want to fire zone him you're gonna pressure with the backer and drop with the defensive end Mixon, I need you to go meet that guy. Great job. There goes that drop defender in the fire zone. Now, Joe wants to take this short in right now, but that nickel is going to drive it. Okay, that's number one. Joe, can you connect the dots of the play? Now, everyone, we put a clock on this to show you how quickly Joe snaps his head and gets to the second progression. The second progression is going to be a shallow and a deep cross. Now, watch this with Joe. Snap his head. Within one second, he realizes this guy drives. I can throw that deep cross or... Over the middle of the field, ball out right now. The reality is this. Joe Burrow has taken this organization that in 53 years was 0-7 in road playoff games. He goes on the road, three new starters on the offensive line, and he's won three road playoff games in the last calendar year. Has completely changed the franchise. Yeah, he's a franchise changer. RC said that well this morning. It doesn't matter whether it's college or the pros. He's been able to get it done. Yeah. You know, Mina, all the conversation heading into this game, we talked about it certainly on this show, was that the Bengals O-line was so beat up. How is anything yeah. even going to be possible? What did they show you and specifically how it affected the run game? 
I mean, they completely dominated at the point of attack. Uh, it was astounding. Most of their runs, they were man-blocking, just driving the Bills' defense north-south, down three starters. It didn't matter. They used a lot of different kinds of runs. They've become a very good gap team, which, by the way, stands in stark contrast to the Bengals during their Super Bowl run last year when they really only ran zone. And then I think Mark is going to talk about how they used motion to dictate and confuse the Bills' linebackers. A lot of crazy stuff happened this weekend, but I think we can all agree nothing to me was more surprising than how dominant the Bengals looked at the line of scrimmage. Well, it was a masterclass, MK, on how you protect three new offensive linemen and not drop them back every single down and tell them to protect yeah. Joe Burrow after you saw what happened last year, even though that led them to a Super Bowl because of Joe's greatness. Here's an example of how they used motion, but also personnel. This is Jamar Chase, and you're getting answers from the defense right now. Are you in man or are you in zone? This, this is zone. Linebackers boss over. Guess where I'm going to send the big offensive lineman? To Taron Johnson, who inserted into the box and became a linebacker. I want this matchup every single time I can get it. Milano and Edmonds have to respect Jamar Chase on the outside. Taron Johnson is now left to take on a 340-pound <laughs> offensive lineman <laughs> on an ISO block opposite of the motion of Jamar Chase. This was phenomenal by Zach Taylor and his staff to, to realize that we could dictate what Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, had to do if we put Jamar Chase in motion. This is why it's so this is why we go crazy when we don't see teams do this that mm. have those type of matchup advantages. Yeah. It was a phenomenal job by them. Why not just do it, right? Uh, it may be easier said than done. Either way, RC, we've gotten this far. We hadn't talked about the Bengals defense yeah. for a minute. <laughs> we gotta talk to them about right now. How did they slow down the Bills yesterday? Well, I think the first thing we have to look at is after the, the divisional round last year, we crowned Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, the two most talented quarterbacks in the entire league, where there's a team in Cincinnati that has played those guys four times, and they're 4-0 in the last calendar year. And that's because of what Lou Anarumo does in changing the looks and also the coverages behind him yeah. and the way that he can add to the rush. There are sometimes you'll have a four-man rush, but you bring a secondary player. And then you'll rush three, and you'll have eight on the back end. And we watched Mike Hilton take over this game as a slot blitzer. There was a blitz where he was picked up, and he said, okay, now I have contained. I'll be secondary contained. I'll keep Josh Allen in the pocket. The next blitz, he comes free, and he gets hands on the football. When you think about the way that they attack you based on rush by showing you one thing and giving you another, it's been absolutely phenomenal. Man, I'm thinking about Mike Hilton against Patrick Mahomes in that Chiefs offense, and you're wondering how that's going to go, especially with Mahomes banged up. Also Lou, coming Lou later. Lou is a wizard. Lou yeah. is unbelievable. <laughs> We're going to talk about that a little bit more as Dan and RC hit the touchscreen later in the show. You don't want to miss this breakdown of the Bengals' defense. Uh, Marcus, uh, we got something coming up. Oh. Oh, oh, Marcus is Why at the touchscreen. Sorry, I, I just put you there, but you weren't. Because very rarely, very rarely do I go get right my hands now. Don't be moving fast like that. You saw Still to come on NFL Live. The Eagles put up 38 points in their dominant victory over the Giants. Stick around to hear why RC thinks they're nearly impossible to defend next. All right, now I'm going to do it to you. RC, go. Oh, no, it didn't work. <laughs> I thought I had that type of power. You, you didn't tell Marcus jumped. to go, though. You said Dan was going to go. And then Marcus went. You jumped like you saw a bug in here or something. Hopefully he ain't that scared of a bug. Buggy. That'd be very weird. Henry Buggy? Can't feel him. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The reimagined Pro Bowl games are coming your way Thursday, February 2nd at 7 Eastern with the first five events of the skills competition highlighted by another epic dodgeball game. We're going to be there. Maybe we should play some dodgeball. Uh, The final four events, Sunday, February 5th on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, ESPN Plus, and Disney XD. It all culminates with three seven-on-seven flag football games coached by Peyton and Eli Manning. Don't miss it. Okay, let's get to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles hosting the Giants in the divisional round. RC, the Eagles on their opening drive, third and five inside the red zone, and Hurts finding Dallas Goddard. Who needs two hands when you could just use one? (laughs) Then he gets it to the end zone with the physical run. Eagles early 7-0 lead. Later in the first, same score. Eagles in the red zone again. This time, Devontae Smith. He won the Heisman. Might want to cover Devontae Smith. He's a true number one as well. They just got AJ too. So many weapons. Eagles up 14-0 early. Next Giants possession. First and 10 for the Eagles, 49 and Jones had his hey, pass right there. Bradbury, like James Bradbury saying, thank you for letting me go. He's like, I will take this. <laughs> yes, I'm going to make my mark. Uh, under a minute remaining in the first half, Eagles lead 21-0 already. Hurts keeps it. He scores from five yards out. They were able to win this. Laura, big. was there a reason we only showed the first half highlights? I mean, there wasn't much to show. Like, it was low lights. Oh, okay. Kind of, uh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> they were dominant. Okay, after sacking Daniel Jones five times in the win, the Eagles now have 75 sacks this season. That's the third most sacks by any team in a season since sacks were first tracked in 1963. We should have been tracking them before then. Anyway, the most since the 1985 Bears, they won the Super Bowl behind one of the best defenses in NFL history. Goodness gracious. Uh, Mina, we talked all week in the lead up about Daniel Jones needing to use his legs if the Giants were going to have success. What happened there? This is really the only question I had for the Eagles going into this. Clearly the better team, but I was wondering if this run defense, which has been a little iffy, could stop Daniel Jones. And they stopped him uh, to the tune of 24 yards. And and what struck me, guys, was aside from one run where it was Kaiser White who ended up spying him, uh, pretty much all the times he kept, it was the defensive line doing the work. Whether it was Fletcher Cox blowing up a zone read, uh, Josh Sweat, uh, uh, interrupting and naked and getting Daniel Jones off his path, or Brandon Graham, 300-pound-plus Brandon Graham chasing him <laughs> down in the open field. This defensive line was consistently handling Daniel Jones as a runner, and I thought it was really impressive because that was, like I said, uh, the big question mark I had. RC, so you can talk about the second half now if you want to. It's been a while <laughs> since we've seen this kind of dominance from yeah. Philly. How do they flip the switch the way they Well, I, th- I think one thing, they got healthy, and let's think about the type of runs you're normally going to get from a quarterback like Daniel Jones. Those runs are going to be more outside and along the tackles, and that's where this defense is strong. You know, we've seen them get gutted 
throughout the season, but they are run-and-hit type players. They inverted the line of scrimmage, and then we watched them chase the football, and it was great pursuit the entire yeah. day. We also saw a team that was just absolutely more physical than the New yeah. York Giants were, which we didn't see against the Minnesota Vikings. I said coming into this week it was going to be a different battle against this Eagles team, and they turned it up a notch, and they showed you what playoff defense and football is truly like. Quick moment of love for Jalen Hurts, who continues to prove everybody wrong. He became the second player yeah. in Eagles history with a rushing touchdown and multiple passing touchdowns in a playoff game, yeah. joining Donovan McNabb. Let's bring Adam Schefter back in here. And Adam, now that the Giants are eliminated, we turn our attention to some decisions that need to be made around their future. What does that look like, starting with Saquon Barkley? There are two looming decisions for this franchise that will shape it for years to come, Laura. The first and does involve Saquon Barkley, whose contract is up this offseason. The Giants and Saquon talked during the season. Both sides tabled the talks in the middle of the year. The Giants would like to bring him back, but we have to see at what price. Now, today, Saquon Barkley said he's not looking to reset the running back market, but no doubt it's not going to be cheap to re-sign him either. The Giants certainly sounded a little bit more sure that they wanted to bring back Daniel Jones. Can't lose a quarterback too valuable in this league. They'll try to work out a deal for Daniel Jones. The franchise tag for him would be $33 million if they can't get a long-term deal done, but a long-term deal is there for both teams, both sides to have and essentially it's a situation where I think that they'll figure out a way to get a deal done with Daniel Jones maybe before he even gets to free agency. Yeah, that's going to be something to really keep an eye on. And you know what? Credit to him and credit to Brian Dable for getting it to that point where that's the conversation around Daniel Jones. Thanks to Adam. And let's get a little bit more from the Bengals side of things after a huge win yesterday. I think all of us have professed our love for Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo at some point on this show. None more than RC, of course. That's my guy. And he deserved it yesterday. <laughs> the Bengals defense was on fire in Buffalo. And whether they're being motivated by being counted out or maybe it was just the idea of taking down Josh Allen, it worked. The Bengals defense frustrated Allen and the Bills all game long, holding Buffalo to season lows in points and rushing yards. Those struggles extended to the passing game as well, where Josh Allen completed only four of his 11 pass attempts that were intended for Stephon Diggs, their worst mark in any game since becoming teammates. Wow. You heard about some of the frustration there post game. It makes sense. Dan and Marcus, what'd you like about this Bengals D? Take it away, boys. Sir. May I be, be uh, encouraged? You want to do it? Yes, let me use your All iPad, right. please. All right, this okay. is, this, I mean, that's my baby. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to handle with care. Okay. Listen, you Keep guys right. brought up Lou Anarumo, and we talked so much about RC brought up the exotic blitzes, the way he can pressure you. I just want to talk about these players and okay. how they define defense, okay. especially up front on this defensive line. This was a critical down in this game against Josh Allen. First, you're going to see here. All right, I'm going to stop it right here. This is what you call a TE game between both of these guys right here. That area, they run in a TE game. Why do you call it a TE? Because the tackle is upfield first okay. and the defensive end comes around underneath. Okay. But there's a reason why you do this, Dan. And the reason is, is because I want Josh Allen to go where I want Josh Allen to go. As soon as Josh Allen sees this incoming defensive lineman right here, yeah. his first initial is, I got outside. Yeah. Because to him, this looks like a short corner. When I say a short corner, 92 is covered up by this tackle. It looks like a lot of field out here. 
but it's exactly what this defensive line wants you to do. All right, now we get here. I want to highlight this because we're, you know how I always talk about defensive lines being tied together like basketball teams. Right. 92 here. Now, the, 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 the nature of a defensive lineman is to say, ooh, I got a short edge. Let me dive in here and try to get this sack on Josh Allen. Okay. But Lou Anarumo is a coach, and all of his guys know exactly what they want him to do. So I stop and shuffle my feet. Right. That way I know Josh is now turned back into the pocket. Now, you asking me, what am I trying to do as a D-line? First of all, I want all of y'all to pay attention to this wall. That's a wall. This is contained quarterback rush. This is not a guy getting selfish saying, I'm going to win a one-on-one. Right. I'm going to go out of bounds. Initially, this guy right here, he's peeking. Josh got his eyes on him. Josh thinks, I'm going to escape that way now. But watch this. Watch how the quarterback has to, again, pay respect to the outside rusher. Mm. This is what I call a defensive line in structure, but still creating pressure. This entire time, they were searching for one thing. They were searching for a one-on-one. And, and Dio, guess where they got it? This is right, right here. here. Is that right That's there? That's where yeah, the yeah, one-on-one yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Now, Josh has a decision to make because we know in these situations, he likes to escape, use his legs, right. buy more time right. to get the football off. Not against Cincinnati's defensive line. And I want you also to pay attention to this. See these guys right here who are lined in this stack? Yeah. That second guy legitimately becomes a spy. spy if you get out, I'm going to find you and put you back in the lap of all three of my rushers. There's nowhere to go. You get the one-on-one, -on -one, you get the pressure. Josh makes a bad throw because he's forced. But it's not only about <laughs> X's and O's. It's not I just about Luana Rumo dialing up pressures. To. It's about how smart these guys are and how directly <laughs> tied they are to playing you, great. You know games. what? You know what? Um, great. To me, a lot of great stuff there. Not one guy went past. Nobody Josh. went past the quarterback. That was interesting to me. I got it. He well had, done. He had well done. That's, that's hey, my guy right there. I'm glad you passed that little touchscreen torch back, but uh, you handled he that. Well, swag. <laughs> Big man Ballin's still coming too, y'all. Hey, the Bengals, <laughs> let's talk about the Chiefs. They're returning their fifth straight AFC championship after Saturday's win over the Jaguars. RC is going to tell you what this defense may have to get creative to shut down Joe Burrow and that Bengals. Oh, it's all coming your way next on NFL Live. Work harder. Work harder. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
postseason NFL countdown crew gets you ready for championship Sunday next week. Three hour show starts at noon and then after the games at 10 Eastern. A special NFL primetime with Boomer, Booger, and Keyshawn. They'll have all the highlights and talk about both of the games. An explosion from this crowd, a roar, because Patrick Mahomes is back in the game. We'll see if he can finish the game. He injured his ankle. He can barely put any weight on that foot. He is laboring after that one hit he took on the run. I'm not coming out of a playoff game unless they take me out. Pain is pain, and you don't have to deal with it either way. Mahomes now steps up in the pocket, throws right wide open, touchdown! Not all things are going to be perfect. He's going to be a competitor at the end of the day. And a right side throw is going to be intercepted. Jalen Watson, it's victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Certainly saw some grit on display there, but after returning from his ankle injury, Patrick Mahomes completed 67% of his pass attempts for 118 yards and a key touchdown in the fourth quarter that extended the Chiefs' lead with to 10 points at that point. With Mahomes clearly not 100%, Kansas City's offensive line stepped up as he was pressured on just 16% of his dropbacks after the injury. So Mahomes didn't have to be great when he returned from injury because his defense was getting the job done. Dan, what did the Kansas City defense do so well on Saturday? I think Kansas City is not only a pressure defensive unit, but a secondary pressure defensive mm -hmm. unit. And that is so unique to have to figure out how to handle that. I mean, their first snap of the game, they were like, here comes corner cap. And you could see automatically get the hands up and you're like, oh, okay. And it just kept coming with these secondary pressures where Trevor Lawrence and that Jacksonville offense had to really figure out who was going to protect, how they were going to handle it. And I think the thing that I loved about it the most from Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, was they were able to do those secondary pressures without exposing the back end of minimizing people in the coverage. And yeah. I think when you play against this Kansas City offense, the pressure could come from anywhere at any moment. You know, so often in the league, it's like third down blitz package. <laughs> it's coming from anywhere right. at any moment. So you got to always have your antenna up of who's coming as a defensive secondary guy, when, because it could come any moment. And then the second thing is, where's the dropper? Because so often they might blitz a corner from this side, but then like a defensive tackle from the other side. That is such mental gymnastics for everybody on the offense to constantly kind of be aware of. It'll be a big challenge for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati See, this coming and so, and, and so here's what's crazy. When you look at what they do, it's a lot of zone pressure. Yeah. And there were zone pressures with too high, right, which is different. We call it white or we call it gold. Mm -hmm. And you have to find the spot in those defenses. You're playing against Joe Burrow. Though. Right. Joe Burrow is going to find that spot. Joe Burrow is tied in to what his receivers and his skill players are doing. And when they go opposite of that, they like to go man. Now, when you watch them play this team early on in the season, they would shade to Jamar Chase because in shading to Jamar Correct. Chase, you get an opportunity to take Joe Burrow off of him. But now that T. Higgins has ascended as a great down the field, especially one-on-one -on -one 50 football catcher, that's going to be difficult as well. Steve Spagnola is going to have to throw the Cincinnati Bengals off of the tips and yeah. tendencies of what he's doing defensively because if he doesn't, I believe he gets eight up on Ooh. third down especially, and so it's going to be smart on his part to be very multiple. Just real quick, I love the fact that you pointed out the middle field open stuff because yeah. you'd sit here and say you can't pressure Cincinnati and play middle field close because you'll get absolute right. gash, but I think some of their middle field open stuff that you you called it white, white. or gold, we call yeah. it 88 where mm -hmm. it's like middle field open pressure mm -hmm. and they match stuff underneath. I think that could give them a little bit of success, at least try to make Joe to play just a little bit yeah. slower. It helps Joe that he has three number one wide receivers legitimately. Yes. And by the way, Joe Burrow ranks top three in the NFL this season in passing touchdowns 
and yards per attempt against the Blitz. So good luck, yeah. right? Bad dude. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's coming up next, Swagoo? Okay, guys. Okay, okay. Okay. Every week I sit here and talk about how great BMBs are. And 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 sometimes we just reach our limitations. Okay? <laughs> and I don't know what the hell Steve Spagnola was thinking, but don't do this to us, Steve Spagnola. Oh. This is my man George Karloftis, who's a really good rookie defensive end, trying to cover Christian Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, Christian Kirk runs a 4-3-40. We are not equipped to defend that. I know you've seen us do some phenomenal things on this damn board when I'm pointing out BMBs, but this is the defensive coordinator of fault. George Colossus, you still a BMB just for being in the vicinity. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's big man bowling time. And y'all know how we turn up on this segment. Finna give you all I got. Kevin Dash. <laughs> Let me introduce y'all to the big fellas that made plays on Sunday. Let's go. Somebody better block him. All you doing is saying, where did he come from? Morgan Spears Jr. with the rip club. Go get the quarterback. Big men be balling. Boogie, all I know is we a couple weeks from Arizona. Y'all better have my damn towels and water ready. But the last one in studio before we get out on that road, I got to go to Dallas. I got to give my man DeMarcus Lawrence some love because he did something I ain't seen nobody do to Debo Samuel ever. Really, this is a phenomenal play. And I know it doesn't look sexy. It's not an interception. It's not a sack fumble or anything like that. But if you knew the degree of difficulty of what 90 did on this particular play, I had to get to Dallas Cowboys on now. Our season is over. D-Law, you and that defense balled out. You have no reason to hang your head. Next, I'm going to Philly. Them dudes going to the NFC Championship. But in case nobody has paid attention, Hassan Reddick has quietly had one of the best seasons in the NFL coming off the edge. And Lord have mercy, look at this. This is how you destroy a man and then go destroy another man for a sack. That is a BMB to its core. That is exactly what I'm looking for when I'm scouring tapes all week to try to figure out what the big fellas did. And last but not least, this actually pisses me off, but I got to get it on here. My man, Jason Kelsey, who I love tremendously. Lord have mercy, y'all. Listen, you are not supposed to do this to a grown man. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what's happening. When one leg come off the ground and all your 350-pound body shift, that means another BMB is taking advantage of a BMB. Not, not in particular my favorite thing to point out because I realized it was a BMB be on the other end of that. But I must give respect. And it was an offensive line. So I usually walk back with a
with a little swagger and do all of that. Lord, take the damn thing. Because it was an offensive lineman that I had to highlight on BMB because the big fella Ellis decided to put one leg up in the air and try to hopscotch. We can't do that in football. Now, now, hey, hey, I hate to break it to you, Swaggoo. It's about to get worse for you because now we're going to talk about a little bit more about the Cowboys not being able to get it done, okay? So disappointing performance for Dak Prescott. And these guys have pointed out it was more of the same from Dak. A season-long issue with turnovers continued. So the 49ers picked off Dak Prescott twice, while San Francisco's only turnover came on a muff punt. This is the 10th straight game that the 49ers have won the turnover battle. Since turnovers were first tracked in 1933, San Francisco only the fourth team to win the turnover battle in 10 straight games, the first since the 2000 Ravens who won the Super Bowl. You win the turnover battle, and it works out. It sounds like Coach Speak, but, man, isn't it true, especially at this time of year? Mina, the 49ers defense not only got the couple interceptions, but they shut down every player on that Cowboys offense not named C.D. Lamb. How were they able to do it? I mean, they play like a group of sharks that smelled blood <laughs> in the water. I don't want to oh. oversimplify this because they do some cool stuff with coverage and pressure, and they have a middle linebacker who can go from mugging an A-gap to going 20 yards back in coverage and carrying C.D. Lamb. But this isn't complicated, guys. They simply play with a level of speed and physicality that is unmatched in the NFL. Every player on this team tackles, and the numbers reflect that. So the lowest yards after catch per reception in the NFL on average on any team this year was 4.3. Yesterday, the Niners allowed 3.7. The week before, 3.2. Obviously both the best of the weekend. They make every player work for every inch, and it's what makes them so difficult because I really don't know how you game plan against they that. Yeah, when you think of a team that plays a ton of zone, they're going to have eyes on the football, eyes mm. on the quarterback. So you have vision to break. And Good so point. if I'm not in Dan's area but I'm watching the quarterback, I can see him catch the ball. And then it's about effort. It's about pursuit. And if all of us were in a triangle and Laura Rutledge has the football, now I, I know exactly how I can attack. If Dan attacks a hip, if Marcus attacks a hip, now I know that I can face up the football and break down and make a tackle. And that's what we see from this team. The other thing is this. Everybody on this defense wants to be the dude that gets the tackle. Mm. Everybody on this yeah. defense wants to lead this team in tackles. And when we all hunt in that manner, then it's impossible to miss wrong. Troy used to always tell me, he used to be like, RC, if I miss, this is where I'm going to miss because mm. I know that you're coming inside mm. out. I know that James Harrison is running from the defensive end position. And if you understand those things the way D'Amico Ryan's has this team understanding assignment, alignment, and pursuit, that's what you get from it. You know, last week like we talked about how this offense for San Francisco finds success with 21 personnel. You guys really laid that out so well. How do you think, though, that the 49ers continue to show ways that they can do this? It just depends on what they want to do. They're able to get it done. Yeah, I think it was fascinating to watch that game yesterday because, candidly, like Dallas did a great job in the run early on yeah. defensively, mm -hmm. and I was shocked mm -hmm. by it. And then I heard, I thought I, I heard Coach Herm Edwards say today that Kyle Shanahan just continues to run the football. I think it's more than that, Coach. I think Kyle does it and also figures out what run is going to be the one that works. Yep. And they threw a lot at the Cowboys early on and it didn't. And then in that second half, it was that split flow zone. And I think what we saw was Kyle leaned into that because it allowed that offensive line to kind of push a little mm. bit more in the double teams. It yeah. created some of those angles. The double teams allowed to displace that defensive line. I also think it allowed McCaffrey and Mitchell to get their shoulders square going downhill. Hey, guys, all those aren't working. Get the, I love the fact that Kyle really leaned on that 
in the second half. Yeah, I, just sticking to their identity, Dio, and I've said a long time about this team, they think of runs as explosive plays when mm -hmm. other teams think, yeah. I got to go over the top to create explosive plays. But also the consistent, we know what San Francisco was going to do when they came out in the second half. Mm -hmm. They had a 10-play drive for 91 yards. Guess how long they held the ball? Six minutes. Mm -hmm. All right, so now this is what we talk about when we bring up Jimmy Garoppolo and when we bring up Brock Purdy and why Kyle Shanahan is put at the forefront of those conversations sure. because he's gathering information as the game goes yeah. along. Yeah. How can I not only keep my quarterback out of harm's way, but I'm going to figure out beyond physically how to continue to make you stay on the sideline. Yeah. He knew Dallas was desperate to get the ball. Yeah. He knew his defense was playing So they well. were over-aggressive. Over-aggressive, over yeah. and I'm going to use all of that against you. But not only that, identity. The one difference we talked about earlier in the show, mm -hmm. inconsistency in Dallas. Right. You know every time San Francisco play football what they're right. going to do. Yeah. We were and nobody can it. stop yeah. it. All right, time for one more thing. This is pretty interesting. This tweet was sent out last night from the official Twitter account of the Dallas Cowboys. Quote, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't That's not again real. That's not generate self-inflicted wounds. This no, is real. Whatever that's from, they bought the check. Bro. You that's, think? That's a, that's a bought check. Legit, that's real? I'm, I'm told it's real. That's legit, the, legit. the official well, Dallas Twitter honestly, account. Yo, honestly, to, to, to throw your quarterback under the bus in that manner is inexcusable. Jerry Jones inexcusable. And, and Mike McCarthy should do something. That's yeah. not okay. That, yeah. I mean, it, you hear what it said there. They had a chance to win if they didn't again generate, again generate no. self-inflicted wounds. <laughs> they ain't tell no lies. I know, but you really put that <laughs> out there. Man. You can't do that. We'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. They ain't lying. Nice, man. <laughs> they